Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. There has been some legendary teams from 2010 through 2019, but is your squad one of the best? Well, my next guest releases his top 25 teams of the last decade right here. It's time for the College Football Legends Podcast. The players. We're going to hit somebody and we're taking down the field for a touchdown. I guarantee you that. The coaches. No man is more important than the team. No coach is more important than the team. The plays. There goes Davis! Oh my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back! And so much more. College football legends. Heroes come and go, but legends live forever. Believe in college football legends on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Chris Smith. The Super Bowl is right around the corner, and if you're looking for a place to bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in. Thinking of picking the Lakers to repeat or love that Dustin Johnson is favored to win the Masters? You need to go to betonline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Plus, there's always that online casino as well. The best part about it, it never closes. You can play 24-7. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. As we close the door on another decade of college football, we know that not all the legendary teams were crowned national champions. And even though some fell short of nabbing that ultimate hardware, they still live on in college football lore. So we take a look back at the most memorable teams that span the last decade with my special guest on the show, Jeff Mazidlo, sports writer at Yard Barker, Field Level Media, and many other platforms. Thanks for joining me, Jeff. Hey, no problem, Chris. Great to be here. All right. You write some of the best articles, and one in particular caught my attention. It was the 25 best college football teams of the 2010s, and that's not easy to say. And not all were crowned national champs, but they certainly were memorable so the top teams from 2010 to 2019, starting at number five from the SEC, the 2012 Alabama Crimson Tide. Yeah, for people who have who who, who want to dive into this this article, uh, Alabama's out here quite often, as they would assume. Uh, uh, but 2012 was the the team that actually repeated off the 2011 team, which we'll eventually talk about. Um, but you know the 12 team was was an interesting team. They uh, you know they had uh, a real good running game. Eddie Lacy, T.J. Yeldon. They were by far the best team um, in the country that year, uh, in my opinion. And you know they went they they did have a loss. Um, but I think once the playoffs rolled around, you kind of knew what was what what, what you were going to get. You also had you know kind of this this underrated quarterback in, in A.J. McCarron who, you know, was, was a, you know, not necessarily a household day, but he fit really well in that system. And, you know, the, the national title game, unfortunately, didn't prove to be very close. I mean, they blew out uh, Notre Dame by, you know, by almost 30 points. So, but that was still a team where, you know, they kind of expected to be there. And the fact that they were able to defend a, a, a national championship is, is, is a huge accomplishment, especially in kind of today's climate where, uh, we do see a you know, somewhat a bit of parity, but maybe you know it's still kind of the same teams, but we're not sure, you know, if if it, it's still a, a huge task to repeat. And checking in number four from the SEC again, 
the 2010 Auburn Tigers. Yeah, this is, you know, uh, if you're an Auburn fan, this is what you would consider probably the, you know, the greatest team in, in, in school history. You know, they went 14 and 0. Cam Newton won the Heisman Trophy, and you had a, you know, a, a, a great way to end the season with a uh, 22 19 win over Oregon in the national championship game, last minute field goal. Uh, West Byron, kind of a chip shot field goal, but still an exciting game, a great game. You know, this was an offense that averaged over 41 points a game, and and Newton was 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 just the stud. I mean, he threw for over 2,800 yards uh, and 30 touchdowns, and and ran for over 1,420 scores. So you 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 got to see just how dominating this guy was, and it's uh, it's fitting when the best player in the country is part of the best team in the country. That's not always the case, but in this year, that in, in that particular year, that was. That's true. And number three, another from the SEC, the 2019 LSU Tigers. To me, this was, you know, this was the most recent one. Uh, and I think this one was really about offense, this team. They were so dominant. Joe Barrow was, you know, this, he, he proved to be a great story in college football over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, started at Ohio State, didn't really have a place there. And he comes to, to LSU. And, you know, last year is one of the, the great seasons and individual seasons in the, in the history of this sport. Uh, you know, he threw for over 5,600 yards, 5,600 yards. Wow. And 60 touchdowns. <laughs> and to me, that that's a great number six compared to six interceptions. But more impressive to me was he completed 76.3% of his past. <laughs> that's, like, that's so eye-popping. And, and I mean, the guy, threw the ball 527 times. And again, you know, in a lot of cases, he wasn't always playing in the fourth quarter, but when the games mattered, he was there. And that to me, and that, and I mean, you just look at the studs you had, you had, you know, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and, and Terrence Marshall, you know, world-class receivers. Um, and, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire was, was a running back and he rushed for over 1400 yards, scored 16 touchdowns. It was, I mean, these are video game numbers and even, Sometimes you can't even program a video game, a Madden game, to be that good, you know. So it's the sheer dominance is something. While maybe it's not always exciting if you're on the opposite end, or certainly not if you're fans of the teams they beat. But just to watch the ease in which they did it, and 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 the precision they had was 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 pretty uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, dream team and definitely a dream season. And clocking in at number two from the ACC. The 2013 Florida State Seminoles. Yeah, this was you know this was the Jameis Winston show. Um, you know this was the you know the guy he threw over 4,000 yards and 40 TDs. Um, Seminoles go 14 and 0. It's you know it was their third undefeated season in program history. And you know what was you know that was a dominant team. We looked at him and it's like yeah you know these guys should roll. Well, the, maybe the most the most entertaining part of that whole year was the actual title game where, you know, they're playing Auburn and, you know, Winston, he's got to throw a two yard touchdown pass to, to Calvin Benjamin with less than 20 seconds left in the game to actually win that game. Uh, 34, 31. And, you know, really that, that game, that moment, that Winston pass touchdown pass to win is one of you know, one of the great moments in college football. And it's one that you expect a, an elite, athlete to make that's why he is was or at least was you know the, the the best player at the time um 
And you need those guys to step up in those situations, and he proved that he could. He definitely did, that's for sure. And we're speaking with Jeff Mazidlo, sports writer at Yard Barker, Field Level Media, and many other platforms. And at the top team of the last decade from the ACC, the 2018 Clemson Tigers. Yeah, I mean, this was a this was a case where a team just got better as the year went on, and a lot of it had to do with with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, we heard the hype about him. This was his freshman year, a quarterback. We heard the hype. Well, it's going to be his team. When does he get the you know the the keys to the offense? Well, he got it, and he did not disappoint. I, I, you know, he threw uh, for almost 3,300 yards, 30 touchdowns, just four interceptions. Uh, but you know, sometimes lost in that in that uh, mix was just how dominating the defense was and how much better they got that unit got as the season went on. And in the college football playoff, they, they faced Notre Dame and, and Alabama, and they only allowed, you know, 19 points in those two games and, and you know, just blew out uh, Alabama in the championship game, 44, 16. So when you have the combination of a, uh, of a kind of a budding star on, on the offensive side and a established, dominant defense that defensive line was so good this is what happens and this is you know that balance that we don't always see and maybe you know that Alabama team this year could come close but you know you know this is a team that really has become the gold standard in 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 recent years especially you know over the last couple of decades yeah and talking about the team that they played the program with the most top 25 all decade teams is Alabama with seven we already mentioned one, but out of the rest, the Crimson Tide teams from, ah, oh, you can pick them. I mean, 2014 all the way through 2018. Which one do you think was the most impressive? Well, I think you know they won two more titles in, in, in the decade. In 15, you had the Derrick Henry-led team, went 14-1, and one, uh, beat Clemson again in the, in the championship game. But I think that, that 2017 was, 2017 team was probably the one that, you you might most people might remember a little bit more because of how it finished, and that was the uh, um, team they actually lost in the Iron Bowl to to Auburn, and then they 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 fought their way back in got the you know they were able to get back into the uh, in the college football playoff, and then you know you they're playing Georgia in the national championship game, Georgia gets out to this twenty to seven lead. Is this the year Georgia finally wins the oh, national championship? And at home, basically in Atlanta. Yeah, one of their biggest rivals, but you kind of sensed it, and like it's only you know it's only a matter of time before this thing falls apart. And you know, Tua is you know kind of that's his coming out party, Tagliavola. And then you had the great finish, the uh, the you know they force overtime, and then the deep bomb pass, forty-one yards to Devontae Smith, who is you know one of the best players in the country uh, right now. And you know they pull off the the shocking comeback and. You know, another dagger to Georgia, and just another example of of how great programs with great coaches and, and great players, even when they're down, they're they have the capability of coming back, and they expect it. They expect to win. They're they're not used to losing, so when their backs are up against the wall, they find ways to win, and this is a perfect example. So for me, that was the most impressive team. I I, I think from kind of the grit, the attitude, and everything, uh, and what they did you know, what they kind of went through during the regular season as well, where it wasn't one of the most dominating teams in the program history, that they were still able to survive in the end. I think out of all these seven teams that are mentioned from Alabama in that, in the decade, 
this to me is the one that stands out the most. Oh yeah, and I was at that national championship game and talk about <laughs> letting the air out of the balloon for those Georgia fans. I felt so bad. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, speaking of impressive, not only does Clemson have the top team of the last decade, but you have another pair in the 2015 and 2016 squads on the list. Which roster from those were more dominant? Well, I think, you, you know, 2015, this was kind of uh, the country where they really got to know Deshaun Watson as the quarterback. And, you know, that was a 14-1 and team. That was a good team. Um, lost to Alabama, as we mentioned, in the, in the final. So, 2060 was kind of like the unfinished business tour for, for Watson and the Tigers. And they, they really came to play that year. And, and again, you know, they got, and, and they got the rematch with Alabama. To me, that was their, that was the better team, the 2016 team and, you know, great final against Alabama and uh, Watson touchdown pass to Hunter Renfro in the corner there for, you know, with one second left to win the game. Uh, Just a great finish. And, you know, it, it, maybe to to the Clemson fans and, and, and the players, it was a little too close and it was a little too uh, 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 nerve wracking. But for a college football fan, that's what you want. I mean, that's that's great football there. And um, you know, that was a team that you know they 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 didn't have necessarily an easy an easy road to get there, but they were determined. They had a goal and they achieved it. Yeah, that definitely was a fantastic finish. And Oklahoma has a duo of teams in the back end of your list the 2017 and 2018 Sooners, which Heisman-led team from Norman was more potent? Well, I mean, I, I think it, you know, that's a tough one. I, I, I thought, you know, Baker Mayfield was obviously a, a very good quarterback, and this was, you know, a, a team that I think I was surprised how well they actually they played in the, in, in the playoff, and, you know, going to double overtime against Georgia uh, in the Rose Bowl. Um, to me, that team was was probably more potent than the the other one with that had Kyler Murray. Now the other one that had Kyler Murray um had to be you know they they had a very good offense because they had to you know that was like run and shoot because <laughs> they had a defense that really couldn't stop anybody. I mean they they averaged forty eight point four points a game, but I still think the Baker Mayfield team that got that lost to Georgia was a stronger team. A lot of big names on that team too. I mean you had Mark Andrews, the tight end. You had C.D. Lamb. I mean, he played with, you know, with Murray too. But uh, that was Marquise Brown. Uh, those were guys that, you know, that team. If you put that team, you know, to you know to, to play the, you know, that was the 2017 team with, with uh, Baker. Uh, with, with Baker. Sorry, if you put them in 2018, I think they would have had a better chance of winning, um, just because the defense was slightly better, not much. I mean, the defense is what ultimately was the downfall of those teams. So from a potent standpoint, I think the Mayfield team was a little bit better. But I mean, Murray did so much and you know, kind of burst on the scene and everything. And now you see what, what he's doing in the NFL, that he really was the real deal. So I actually, I don't think you can go wrong with either one. Yeah, and Baker had the swag, and it was amazing to see Kyler, who was going to play baseball, basically, <laughs> come in and light it up. And now... Yeah, and it's a, it's a product of the system, too, I think. But yeah, and I mean... You've seen now, you know, it's taken Mayfield a little bit of a of a while to kind of find his rhythm or where he kind of fits in in the NFL. Um, but you're seeing Kyler Murray do kind of almost similar things on a little lesser level, you know, but the NFL, but still both 
both doing a nice job. And it's, it's, it's good to see them because they were great college players. Yeah, exactly. Heisman winners. Well, we still got to get to the Mariota-led Oregon Ducks, a pair of Notre Dame teams, and the 2014 Ohio State Buckeyes, and more right after this. It's 2021. There are self-driving cars, plant burgers, and tourists in space. The least your phone could do is download entertainment in a flash. For that, you should get AT&T 5G. AT&T 5G is fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Want to make sure your phone service keeps up with what you need from it? Get AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See AT&T.com slash 5G for you for details. With a new year comes tons of new big games and sports. And with those big games come big stakes. And Kansas City Stakes has the cuts you crave. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos perfect for game day. Plus, get free shipping with code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout. <laughs> Let me tell you, you have to try the Snack Pack Combo. It features small plates with big flavor like mini beef Wellington steak burger sliders, mac and cheese melts, shrimp racked and bacon. Oh, so good. Look, every order is flash frozen, delivered directly to your home. And the best, satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Basically, every cut of steak imaginable, plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. So go to KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks, big games, big taste. And we're speaking with Jeff Masidlo, sports writer at Yard Barker, Field Level Media, and many other platforms. Now, Ohio State notched two teams in the top 25 the 2014 Buckeyes were just on the outside of the top five. How tough was it to keep out the winners of the first ever college football playoff national championship? I think you you look at it. You know, when you when you get into the top six, five, six, I think I don't want to say they're all they're, they could be interchangeable. I think you have to look at kind of dominance and, and what they did over you know a body of work. The thing that was impressive about that Ohio State team. In 14 was, you know, they, there was a lot of question marks coming in. You had, you know, Braxton Miller was the quarterback from the year before sure. and he, he gets hurt. So he's not going to be able to play. Well, then they go to, to, to Barrett, to, to, uh, to JT Barrett and, you know, things are okay, but then he gets hurt. So all of a sudden now, you know, this team is, you know, you, you, you're going down to your third string guy or actually second in Cardell Jones, this kind of burly quarterback. And, he had a really big coming out party. I think in my opinion was the big 10 title game against Wisconsin where they won 59 to nothing. Yeah. Blowout. He was, and you also had a great running back in, in Ezekiel Elliott. And he really stepped up his game to kind of take some of the pressure off Jones, who was still very good in, in, in the playoffs. But, you know, Elliott rushed for 476 yards and six touchdowns in the two games of the playoff against Alabama and Oregon, you know, two pretty good defenses at the time. And, you know, and, and it just was a, uh, a team that I don't want to say it was like a mix and match, but this was, you know, they had some work to do to win a national championship. So maybe it wasn't as clean or as dominant with the exception of how hot they got at the end of the year. Then, um, you know, overall, that whole body worked at some of those others in the top five. Yeah, it definitely was a team effort, especially when in the national championship with your third string quarterback, and now the team that lost to Ohio State, the Marcus Mariota-led 2014 Ducks, is actually ranked lower than the 2010 team from Eugene. Why was that? Well, I think that 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 20 and uh, 
to be honest, it was probably the way that national championship game ended. The 2014 national championship, although the I think Oregon kind of stunned some people with by beating Florida State in the semifinal. That was probably the, that was the crowning jewel for Oregon that season. Um, you know, they snapped Florida State, defending national champion Florida State's 29-game winning streak uh, in the semifinals, and then they go to Ohio State and they lose by 22 points. And a face Ohio State in the championship game by 22 points. So that kind of you talk about letting the air out of something. That sure. was, you know, was was a moment that maybe for me dropped them down. Even though that was probably a a better overall team, but they had a chance. You know, in 2010, they came within you know 19 seconds of winning a national championship. Uh, uh, to uh, to uh, or I'm sorry, you know, within the last came with a 19 yard field goal to win a national championship when they lost to Auburn. So to me, that was a, the fact they got closer and you know, had a chance to win a national championship as opposed to being blown out was kind of the difference in that, in, in, in that thinking. Yeah. Both uh, Oregon offenses had some firepower. That was for sure. Still, still great teams. And Notre Dame squeaks two teams in the top 25, the 2018 and 2012 teams. It's actually the 2012 team that surprised me as they were blown out by Bama in the BCS National Championship. And even though they went undefeated that season, many believe they weren't worthy of their ranking. Do you disagree? You know, I, listen, this is, and I, I've made this case about that Notre Dame team before. If you go 12-0 and 0 and you're playing, you know, you're not necessarily playing, you know, your schedule is what it is, but they're still playing a low, you know, nationally competitive schedule. And yes, it's Notre Dame too. So did anybody think they were probably going to win a national championship? No, but they were definitely worthy in my opinion of being there. They did what they had to do. They had some, some good play. I mean, Manti Teo is probably the guy that people know most from that team. You know, he had over a hundred tackles and, and the fake girlfriend situation. But um, I, I, to me, the, the, the fact that they did go 12 and 0, that it was kind of the, all right, we're back Notre Dame story. This is, you know, we're back in, you know, becoming a national, being relevant again on the national scene. I have no problem with them being there. I know that a lot of people didn't think that they, they should be there. But, you know, as the same as what happened to the team um, from 2018, where I also felt that they deserved it. And that was a team that, again, had people looking at them sideways, whether they deserved to be there or not. But, you know, that team was 4-0, uh, you know, uh, um, against teams in the top 25 before losing the Clemson, uh, you know, and again, getting blown out. Now, when you get blown out in championship games, that doesn't help the argument much, but I have no problem with, with the 12 or the 18 team being mentioned in this. Yeah. I actually think the 2012 team was one of the catalysts for the college football playoff. Uh, after that happened, and, and I also think too that, you know, in an interesting you know, for the program itself, that was kind of where, okay, now, you know, you listen, I grew up in, in, in Chicago, in the Midwest, and there's a huge Notre Dame influence. I used to attend games and go to that campus almost every year, had relatives out there. And you you know what Notre Dame meant in the late 70s and the early 80s and, and the Lou Holtz years, and the Chris Zorich years. And then there was the, been that lull, and they're still kind of inconsistent. But, you know, now they're back. And I think that 2012 did a lot of bringing Notre Dame, as I mentioned, back to prominence and getting these these five-star recruits again. Because for a while there, they weren't, and even after a little bit too. I mean, there have been some, some some questionable Notre Dame teams, but now again, you expect them to be pretty good. And look at look at this year. You know, this is a serious team. You got to consider them as a as a national championship 
contender. I mean, could they beat Alabama? I don't know, but they've already beaten Clemson. And depending on what where you're playing these teams and what the situation looks like in the crowd situation, I, I don't see why, you know, Notre Dame is back, in my opinion. And I think that 2020 team had a lot to do with it, at least with the perception and the image. Yeah, well, at least with the playoff, we will find out, that's for sure. And we're speaking with Jeff Mazidlow, sports writer at Yard Barker, Field Level Media, and many other platforms. And some other top 25 teams of the last decade include the 2010 TCU Horn Frogs, the Georgia Bulldogs team from 2017, and the 2011 LSU Tigers, which did not live up to their full potential. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, we, get to, we talked about Georgia, and I think that's true. I don't even think we need to beat that much anymore. I mean, that was unfortunate. We're going to lose Bulldog fans, that's for sure. How that played out. And, you know, that was a very good team. That was a a fun team, and they deserved better. Uh, But, you know what, you you got to close the deal. I think the LSU team was – that 11 LSU team was an interesting team because I think they, they, they lost the national title game to Alabama after beating Alabama in the regular season in a 9-6 game you know, at home in a one versus two matchup. So I think I was more disappointed in how LSU showed up in that title game, losing 21, nothing, just really not being able to stop the Alabama run game from what I remember in that one. And, and when you can't, you know, offense was, was kind of the source sort point of that team, but you get yourself a national championship and you really didn't, didn't do anything to, to put yourself in a position to win that game. And when you're relying solely on a defense and they can't come through, that's, that's a big disappointment. Yeah. They were both known definitely for their defense in them. And you can check out the entire top 25 at teams of the last decade on yardbarker.com. We're speaking with Jeff Mazidlow, sports writer at yard Barker field level media and many other platforms. And I'm telling you, you got to check out the articles. They are definitely some of my favorites. All right. It's time to go ready for this? three and out. It's time to go three and out with Jeff Mazidlow. Three lighter questions to close out the interview. And if you could see two of these teams face off from your top 25, what is your matchup? Two of these teams. Wow, that would be great. I would love to see the 2011 Alabama team with that great defense go up against last year's LSU team to see, to see Joe Barrow go up against the defense that was so dominant, allowed you know 106 points the whole year and just to see if they're even capable of stopping what Joe Barrow did. I mean, you had some good, you know, some, some quality players on that Alabama defense, Mark Barron, kind of that hybrid safety linebacker type guy. Uh, Dante Hightower uh, was a linebacker for, for Alabama that year, but just to see if they could stop Barrow and, and those receivers, that would be something to watch. Yeah. And well, that brings me to my number two, uh, how many of these teams, would have fared against the 2020 national champion LSU squad by Joe Burrow, like you said. Would the 2010 TCU Horn Frogs would they have an opportunity? <laughs> no, but that was an interesting. I, I don't think so. I mean that that was. A, <laughs> I had to throw them. I that, love that, the Horn Frogs. You know that. Well, that was an interesting team because they were they. You know, this was before the college football playoff. So, and they were actually playing in the Mountain West. So they were they were not part of a power five conference. So, you know, that that team that team went thirteen and zero. that TCU team. And, you know, Andy Dalton was the quarterback. They averaged almost forty two points a game. And now if they're playing if they you know, if that team wins is part you know, they're in the Big Twelve now. So that team wins, 
you know, they, that season, if we're in the, the, the playoff setup as we are now back then, that team's in the playoff and, you know, very easily could have, you know, and, and they wouldn't have been maybe been like a two seed because you had the Cam Newton team at Auburn, but that would have been a fun, fun team to watch. I don't know if they're good enough to, to play LSU, but I would say that we may have like a shootout game, but I think LSU probably still wins that game by, by 20. But it could be like a 50 to, to, to 30 type game. Hey, that's fun for the fans though. <laughs> exactly. That's great. Yeah. And finally, I'm a foodie and I can't leave out your alma mater. Which is the best spot to head after a Northern Illinois game? Well, I think nowadays there's a place called Fatty's, uh, which is uh, Fatty's Pub and Grill. I represent that. Is kind of <laughs> is kind of the uh, the go to place for they kind of slid down the choices since I was there. Um, but it's it's in, in walking distance from the field. You can I believe if you uh, uh, get there early, you can park at the walk over they do a nice indoor outdoor tailgating depending on the weather uh, i think they do their coaches show there they do some of their pregame stuff so that is a yeah big haven uh for uh niu husky fans and of course you got to get the beer nuggets uh while you're there too the uh fried dough gipkin marinara sauce and also some cheese oh how can you go wrong with that and i, th- <laughs> I think i need a fatty's t-shirt that's for sure all right, we've been speaking with Jeff Mazidlo, sports writer at Yard Barker, Field Level Media, and many other platforms. I'm telling you, you got to go out and check out some of his great articles. Thanks for joining me again, Jeff. Yep, Chris, have a good day. Thanks for listening to the Believe in College Football Legends podcast. Make sure to check out all the prior episodes with Heisman winners, legendary coaches, and sports personalities reliving the greatest plays. You can tweet your questions at the Sports Jesus and join us next week because it will be legendary. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.